0: This morning, get your Bibles out, your smart devices, and I'm going to grab my smart device. They used it as a camera during church, or during church, during worship, and uh, I know that sometimes I have to grab it and look at different um, scriptures that I may not have pulled up on my notes, and it's a lot quicker to, to use it sometime if the Holy Spirit leads me. Uh, that way so if you have your Bibles or your smart devices if you're watching at home I hope it'll be on the screens John the 16th chapter John 16 Um, I know that sometimes authors and songwriters get what they call writer's block have you ever heard of that where they can't they don't have a thought to proceed with what they were doing and that sometimes preachers get sermon block Uh, And I had that this week. I usually know no later than Thursday um, what I'm where I'm going and what I'm headed into. And when I've done that, sometimes the Lord has changed that. But this week, I was up until yesterday evening studying several different things. Didn't really know where I was going, but my wife gave me great direction by the Holy Spirit, and uh, it was just then it started flowing. So we're going to look at adversity this morning. Anybody ever faced any adversity in their life? If you have not, you will. Uh, and if you're currently not and you've come out of some, you'll probably face more. Uh, now, there are calamities, tragedies, chaos, um, difficulties, trials. It's all adversity. We have individual adversity. We face adversity adversities and difficulties as individuals. Sometimes we face them as a family and sometimes we would even face them as a state or a nation. Uh, When there's a calamity or a chaos that's going on globally um, everybody's facing that at the same time and we all respond to it in different ways even with our personal situations but how should we respond? Should we be responding differently than, than non-believers respond to situations? A nod of the head or a smile or let me know that you're here. Uh, let's look at John sixteen thirty three and see what Jesus says about adversity and then kind of build from there and my desire and hope today is to bring some clarity and understanding as to how we should respond as believers. Jesus speaks and he says, In everything I have taught you, everything that I have taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you confidence as you rest in me. For in this world, one translation says in this life, you will experience trouble and sorrow. Can anybody say, I sure have? But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. One translation says, I have overcome the world. Another translation says, I have defeated this world system. That's good news. That's incredibly good news this morning to know that there will be trials, there will be sorrow, there will be battles, there will be storms. But Jesus says, but... But take courage. That word courage there, what Jesus was actually saying is, in the face of adversity, cheer up. That word take courage means to cheer up. Could I add something to that? Just my own verbiage that I would like to add to it is, he said, cheer up, don't give up. So many times when we're faced with Tragedies and sorrows, there is a temptation to give up. But Jesus says, he gives us good news, take courage, cheer up, because I've already defeated, I have already conquered, I have already won the victory over this world and the system of this world that that will bring that trouble, that will cause that chaos, that can afford you the experience of battles. Why should I cheer up? Why should we cheer up? Why should I respond to situations and experiences in my life that would bring discouragement, but Jesus says, cheer up. He says, when you're faced with trouble, sorrow, hardship, and trials, that we have already been given the victory because he has taken away the power that is there to defeat us. I like what this translation of John 1633 says. It says, I want to give you the peace that is in me. I want it to be in you, and it will give you confidence as you rest in me. Do you know what makes us more than conquerors? Is that we the battle's already won. We don't have to fight the battle, but the victory and the spoils of the victory have already been given to us. In the mirror translation, what it, the, the, the language that is presented here in John sixteen thirty three, it's it's a present active tense of the Greek word that means that when Jesus won the victory, that you can continually ab- abide in the spoils of that victory ongoing. It's not like when you face a new battle and a new trial that Jesus has to come and win the victory over that situation again. He tells us in John 16, I have won the victory. It is a completed work. I don't have to fight anymore. And you get the spoils. You get the reward. You get the benefit of me paying the price. And it's ongoing. It is residual year in and year out, day in and day out, hardship after hardship, difficulty after difficulty. The victory is still ours. We can abide in that and we can have confidence if we will learn to respond by resting in what he has done. Jesus told us that we will experience adversity in this life. But he also emphatically declared that you can live in victory through those battles and those trials. Let me describe or define to you adversity. It is an event or series of events which oppose your success. Do you know that Papa wants you to succeed? That he has designed a course and a plan. See, the steps of a good man or a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. As we follow in those footsteps, is it is a path to to the abundant life to be enjoyed in the here and now, and it is paved with success. Difficulty, trouble, sorrow, affliction, hardship, suffering, storms, battles, chaos. You can give it a lot of synonyms and define it in a lot of different ways, but it is anything that would come against you and oppose your success. Now, let me give you three quick things about adversity. Number one, they are inevitable. Jesus says here in John 16, that problems, trials, and battles in this life are inevitable. You will face them. You will experience them. So let's just set the record straight right there on that. You're going to have battles, trials, and problems. Number two, they are unpredictable. Wouldn't you say that's so true? They're unpredictable. I don't know when they're coming. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know how they're going to happen. I probably can't avoid them. They are are inevitable, but they're also unpredictable. And number three, they come in all types of different shapes, sizes, and levels. They can come from anything from a minor inconvenience to a major catastrophe. Your minor inconvenience to you is, It may seem to me that it's a minor inconvenience, but to you it could be a major problem battle situation. So we can't, they're all sizes and shapes and levels, and so your battle's not my battle, my battle's not your battle, and we don't even see them or perceive them the same. When chaos comes, this is one of the things that Lisa pointed out to me yesterday, and it's a question because we like to pose questions that then help us to think because I'm not here to tell you how to think, but you need to think, and you need to have a mindset of what the scripture says to us about how Jesus has designed victory for you and for you to walk in that victory so you can respond to chaos. So the question is, when chaos shows up, do you make room for it in your guest room? Do you invite chaos on end to your life? Do you cater to it? Or do you confront it, acknowledge that Yes, I will have problems in life, and there is tribulation, but thanks to Jesus and what he has done and what he has given, what has he given us? He's given us peace, and he's made us more than conquerors. Now, there there may be little battles, little situations, little things that pop up that seem like you've lost in that one particular area uh, in that circumstance, but the victory is still ours. Amen? Amen. I mean, we can declare that he's never been defeated, that he's never lost. He's never lost a battle. He's never going to lose a battle. The victory is ours. But although sometimes in this life, however, it seems like we may have lost a battle, a skirmish, because there's consequences. Uh, So many, though, tend to overanalyze the chaos, and they try to figure it out on their own power and in their own mind with their own strength can i tell you what this leads to when you try to conquer adversity on your own in your own strength in your own mind it will only lead to anxiety i see people shaking their heads and now this is the feeling of worry and nervousness that uneasy feeling about the uncertain outcome of the trial that you are in the situation that you are facing. We're not saying um, that we shouldn't step back and look at that 30,000 foot view and make plans. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you don't make plans when there's trouble and chaos and you have a hardship. But what I'm saying is as you look at it and as you evaluate it, don't overanalyze it and then try to work it out on your own Look at the situation from that 30,000 foot view. Remind yourself that the victory is already yours and that God has already won the victory and paved your path to success for you, and then give it to Him. Can I get an amen? Huh. Wow. But our perspective in this whole thing cannot be how am I going to fix it? Because that will just bring an overwhelming sense of um, defeat and this is why people quit and run this is why in life people have a diagnosis people get bad news people get a report they they have a financial collapse they lose a job different things come into their life they overanalyze it they begin to become anxious about it and then they get overwhelmed with it and then what happens is we quit and run. Now, can I thank you for this one too, babe? Holy Ghost is with you even when you quit and run. If you are out there today and you have quit and you've ran, you've given up on a circumstance, a situation, or in a battle, Know that the Holy Ghost is still with you. He's still in you. He has not left you. When the prodigal son went out with his inheritance and lived riotously, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father was still with him, drawing him back home, telling him, you're still a son, come on. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will say, can I help you now? Are you done yet? Have you done enough on your own strength? Let me help you. Now, adversity will lead to anxiety if you have overanalyzed it but adversity can and should get our attention and I do not believe, this is my personal opinion I do not believe that God causes adversity in your life I do not believe that God brings you to adversity but I do believe that he will bring you through it did you hear that? I don't believe that a good, good father would put trials and battles. He did warn us that they would come, that they're inevitable and unpredictable, and that he had already won the victory over what could bring that chaos into my life, but that I need to get my attention focused when I have adversity. We should realize it, that it is a time in our lives where we can reflect and resonate on the words of Jesus in this text from John 6, where he says, take courage, have courage, cheer up, don't give up. I have conquered for you. You are more than a conqueror. I have overcome it. Now, James, the first chapter, says that our response to adversity should be to count it all joy. How in the world? (laughs) Not joy for it, but joy for the victory over it. Does that make sense? Matter of fact, in James 1, 2, he says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, has anybody ever been there? When it seems like you're, fa- I see hands raised, that there, you're facing nothing but difficulty. Every day you get up to a new problem. Every day you get up to a new battle. Every time you turn on uh, the news or the television, it's a different chaos that you're seeing and facing. Brothers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I believe that every obstacle is an opportunity for the goodness of God. When you have that perspective, if you'll take the perspective that the obstacles are nothing more than an opportunity for God to work through and in you to bring that victory to pass so that when others look at your life and what you've come through, it is a testimony to the goodness of God. Now, let me speak to the fact that not all adversity is from the adversary matter of just don't stop blaming the devil matter of fact don't blame God and don't blame others because a lot of the difficulties that we found ourselves in a lot of the adversity that we face is because of our own poor decisions you can't say the devil made me do it because he doesn't number one he doesn't have that power over now I would like to reference 1 Peter 5, 8 and tell you that we should be sober and we should be vigilant because we do have an adversary, the devil. Do you know what an adversary is? An adversary is anyone or anything that would block the path or oppose the path to success. I'm stuck in studying Proverbs and I'm getting blessed by it. I'm getting fed by it. I'm being encouraged by it because I believe that God wants his children to be successful in every area of life. And I believe that he's paved and his path for me is one of success. But there's an adversary that would show up that would try to distract me and deter me from that success. So I need to be sober and vigilant, vigilant to the fact that that the victory is already won and stay the course, not quit. Don't give up, cheer up, because victory's mine. Success is still what the Father wants for you. But he walks about like a roaring lion, blowing smoke. Well, it says seeking whom he made a fire. That was the JRW 3 version, that he wants to blow smoke. But sometimes battles and calamities and... Difficulties and struggles are due to our own choices. Have you ever made a choice that got you into a circumstance where the consequences uh, were difficult? And again, in that choice and in ma- having to reap the consequences, the Holy Spirit is still with you. He still has put peace within you. He still wants success for you and he will say to you, in the midst of that, are you done yet? See, we can respond in hardships that we've brought upon ourselves. We can still respond in victory. A lot of people sometimes would just throw up their hands uh, and quit, give in, get angry, become bitter, turn to something to cope with the decision that they've made, to ease the pain of the decision that they've made. That's why some get into... Uh, substance abuse and there's alcoholism and there's drug addiction because a lot, I would say a lot of the time and maybe even most of the time the result is because of a difficulty or a pain, a past hurt and they're trying to mask that pain and that hurt. If anybody's ever been addicted to anything could you say amen to that or I agree with that that that's what got me into it. I was trying to cope with what was going on. Let me tell you something. You have hope in hardship because Jesus has already won the victory for you so don't let it destroy your life papa had desires you to enjoy your life i hope that's on the screen and if you don't get anything else today write this down and get this in your spirit don't let what you're going through destroy your life because papa wants you to enjoy your life see our imagination you know, God's given you a mind to imagine things, uh, to dream dreams and to see visions and uh, have goals. And this imagination is God's divine power at work in us to bring us to peace and ultimately bring the manifestation of the petition that you've prayed. How many of you have prayers that you're praying, petitions that you're asking the Lord for? Yeah, there we go. Okay, so, so you have some things that you desire of the Lord and you're asking and then difficulties come, problems show up, storms arise and the adversary would try to oppose your path of success and so that storm could shouldn't but a lot of times it does capture our attention and we get distracted. But the Holy Ghost wants us to use our imagination. That's God's divine power working in us to imagine that peace and then ultimately bring about the answered petition that you are praying, that is good news. When we use our imagination, we're not looking outwardly. We're not looking at the storm around us. We're not looking at the difficulty. We are looking inwardly and we're meditating on knowing that he is in us. Okay? Now, this introspection that I'm talking about here is not new age where you find the power and the strength within yourself to accomplish and defeat what's ahead of you. This power that you are drawing from is the Holy Ghost dunamis, the power of God that dwells within you, that when you look inwardly and you do this meditation and introspection, you are finding that Holy Ghost is living and moving and having his being in you. And you draw from that resource, I feel God right now, that is encouraging me, that you draw from that inward resource of power called the Holy Ghost living in you. you, you, That's where you got to start. You got to believe that he lives in you. That he is always there and you can always, you have access to the power that lies within you. Use your imagination. See it. Picture it in your mind's eye. Victory. Not defeat, victory. Not falling off and derailing and destroying your life because I know God wants me to enjoy my life, so the path that I am going to continue to walk on that leads to the success that he wants me to have is because of the victory that he has won and I continue to imagine that and then the manifestation of that becomes a reality. Amen? We do have hope in hardship even when bad things happen and things don't go your way even devastating things that does not negate the fact that the holy spirit was there matter of fact if you are grieving this morning the holy spirit is grieving with you if you are i'm going to say concerned about something that is you are facing or that you are going through My belief is that the Holy Spirit is concerned with you about that situation. And He not only desires the best possible outcome, He has already navigated, (laughs) He's already put into the GPS system the path that will lead you to victory in that situation. Sometimes battles seem to be lost, but He has already won the war over death and the grave. This, get a hold of this. He will breathe fresh breath into your lungs. He will give breathe life into us again and again and again as much as we need it. Some of you are exhausted. I, I not only know it because you've told me, but I can see it that a lot of you, some of you watching today, you are exhausted. Because in our own efforts, in our own strength, in our own mindsets, if we're trying to overcome the obstacles that lie ahead of us, if we're trying to row through the storm, instead of speaking to the waves and the winds, peace be still, all we get is exhausted. And if you are feeling exhausted this morning, I have a word for you today, you cannot exhaust his grace. You cannot exhaust his life-giving spirit. He will breathe that new life into you over and over again and again. There's always newness. That's why I believe that as we lay our heads down at night, we can lay down and have sweet rest because we know and realize that when we wake up that his mercies are brand new for that day. You cannot exhaust his grace and his mercy or his life-giving spirit. So don't let difficulties defeat you. Amen. Don't allow hardships to harden you. Don't let trials and trouble detour you because victory is ours. I hope someone is getting some encouragement today that will take some notes and that they will be able to realize and understand. See, that's the whole intent and purpose of this message today is to give you hope and to give you resources to bring clarity and understanding as sons of God, how we should respond in the midst of adversity, Amen. We tend to forget just because we're embraced, we've embraced His grace for salvation, and it, we're secure in that. That we have not embraced that His grace sustains us. So the same grace that saved you and secured your future is the same grace that sustains us. It is enough to lead us. It is enough to guide us. It is not just enough to save us, but it is enough to help us through life's trials. This is the way Paul said it. Your grace is sufficient. So we get back. What causes us to quit a lot of times is we get back into old mindsets. Um, And we try to control how to fix what's going on. We make plans, and it all sounds great, but let me ask you to consider four things in your next trial, in your next difficulty, in your hardship right now. Will you consider four things? They're really easy. They're Ps. Paul's. Just stop. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. Pray. That's communicating with the Father gain a new perspective, the perspective of victory, not the perspective of defeat. There's a perspective that he is, didn't bring me to it, but he is going to lead me through it. And I guarantee you that peace will begin to rise up within you. Pause, pray, have the right perspective and peace will come. See, because being calm is not the absence or, or being in the midst of chaos doesn't mean that you have the absence of peace you can have peace in the midst of the storm. So we have to pause. A lot of time when David was writing in the Psalms, he would say, Selah. That means to pause and to reflect. It's time to get out of the cycle of quitting. Can I say that again? It's time to get out of the cycle of quitting and fleeing and running. It's time to get out of the cycle that every time something happens it rocks your world because you have a rock in your world and he is a solid foundation that we can stand on his peace will sustain you in every storm of life it takes an action though of our will Do I, this isn't in my notes but it just came to me I think pride is what causes you to quit I think pride is what causes most of us to quit because we're too prideful and if we would just humbly give up trying to control people, trying to manipulate situations, trying to work it out to bring peace to a situation when peace is already there, I like what Paul White says, peace is the umpire, peace is what brings me direction in that situation but we have got to humbly give up control, especially when it comes to controlling other people. You can't do it. Quit trying to manipulate the situation because the, va- the outcome is already determined if you will place it in his hands. Supernatural peace doesn't come and go. See, he said, I give you a peace... That passes all understanding and it's not as the world gives to you. It's an inner peace and it doesn't come and go. You may not always sense it but it is always there. Um, Let me see where we're at. We're in good shape. Adversity always has a way of revealing true attitudes. Hearts. Hearts begin to get revealed in the midst of pandemics and election results and didn't get your way and you wanted this to go a certain way and it didn't go that way you expected this job with this kind of pay and you didn't get what you wanted you wanted this hot guy and he didn't return the phone call and adversity always has a way of revealing true attitudes reading reading Recent uncertainties and chaos have revealed a lot about the followers of Jesus. And I expect it to be quiet right now. It has revealed that although we embrace grace, hold on to your seats, put your seatbelt on, we don't want to, or we haven't learned to give it. Anybody out there? Hello, on the internet. We've embraced grace for ourselves, but have we learned to give it? See, because that's what, when the heat is turned up, attitudes come out. We embrace unconditional love for ourselves and expect others to give it to us, but we definitely aren't giving it out. Don't lose sight of uplifting those weaker in the faith during their calamity. This, <laughs> this, air quotes, well they can just suck it attitude is unbecoming of a son. I love you and so I'm going to bring some correction. And we've got to get rid of this mentality well they can just I don't care what happens to them or what hap- or where they go. That's unbecoming of a son. It's no wonder we're not reaching our neighbors. What has happened in adversity recently is we've begun to see how we really feel about others. I've seen a lot of the I don't care IDC about your fear from fellow followers in recent months. What it's revealed is how we are treating one another. I got a good fishing hole going on here, Frank. I've seen the that's your problem, just get over it. It's not mine. What adversity has done is it's shown us how we are so quick to turn our backs on each other. And what it is revealed is how easy it seems to quit. Now, I don't believe, I am no longer of the persuasion that your spiritual, spirituality is measured by how much you give, how much you read, pray, or how much you attend church. But it is a good temperature gauge to see if you may have quit because the battle got tough or the road seemed a little bit hard or there was some controversy and some storms in life. I am concerned that when George Barner Research releases statistics that tells us that in America, that 40% of the people who quit coming to church during the pandemic will never return to church unless they get a revelation of how we need each other. So how it's a seemingly pattern. Now people are not even engaging. Well, I'm staying home and watching it online. They're not even engaging on, in online services. Uh, I don't look at, I used to, believe me. It used to be, in, it was ingrained in me. You were backslidden if you weren't in church three times a week. And if, and if you didn't read, pray, witness, and obey every day, then you, you didn't love Jesus, and Jesus didn't love you, and you were disqualified as a son. That was ingrained in me. Thank God for a revelation of how incomplete and uh, an inaccurate port- uh, portrayal of the Father was to me. Um, I have a question for you, Frank, if you'll come. I'm getting ready to end this up. I have one more scripture. I'm going to leave that fishing hole because people start feeling condemned if you stay there too long. And this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of victory and hope for your hardship and a way out and a way of escape and a path to success because the Holy Spirit is still with you. He's still in you. Do that meditation and introspection. Use your imagination and see the victory that he's given you. But I I do have a question for you. And this is a question that only you can answer. How are you responding to adversity? Are you a quitter or are you a conqueror? Now I was talking to Fred, my brother-in-law, and we were reminiscing about how when we started playing sports in our elementary years, that his dad told him the same, that my dad told me that you don't quit. If you start playing a sport, you don't get to quit. I'm thankful for that, that uh, value that was instilled in me. Because in that value of learning not to quit, I stuck it out a lot of times when I didn't want to when things didn't get to go, go my way i didn't get to play the position that i wanted to play or i didn't get to play as often as i wanted to play and i wanted to quit and the practices were hard and the the sweat was rolling and i was gagging because i was uh, chubby and i wore huskies and i couldn't breathe running those wind sprints and i wanted to quit now i didn't have to play the next season if i didn't choose to but once i started something i didn't quit I'm thankful for that that's been ingrained in me. Um, can I tell you that there has there have been times that since we started Grace Life eight years ago that I wanted to quit? Not quit on God, not quit on you, but we have life, we have things going on, we work full-time jobs as you do, and some Monday mornings, um, you just wanna say, uh, did anybody get anything? Did that help anybody? But see, that's an adversary who's blowing smoke up my hind end that wants to get me off of the course of the path of success that God has for me. And that's what he'll do to you as well. As you stand to your feet, listen to this scripture, and you can observe it on the screen as I read it from the Passion Translation. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 37. Yet even in the midst of all of these things, and I believe all these things are the trials, the troubles, the battles, the struggles that Jesus talked about that you will experience in life. Yet even in all the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. Is that what it says? We triumph over them all. There's not one trouble, difficulty, hardship, obstacle, that God has not given you the victory over. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in the midst of all of these things. For God has made us to be more than conquerors and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Do you know what the demonstration of his glorious love was? The cross. The work that he he finished and accomplished there that allows us to abide in his glorious victory in every circumstance, in every situation. You know, when I was younger and I had not faced much adversity, I didn't preach messages like this, I hadn't experienced a whole lot. Life was good three healthy children, a good job, a nice home, a couple cars, vacation every year. But you know, when you start facing some adversities in life, things will, it will give you a different perspective. Uh, And I'm thankful that in all of these things, I've seen the victory. Not because of anything that we've done or we've accomplished, but he has given us a revelation that we can begin to look internally and that we can tap into that resource of the power of the Spirit and take our hands off of it and not be anxious and worried about it. And you, to use an old adage, let the chips fall where they may because I know that victory is mine. That's difficult Sometimes. See, because really what the revelation is that I don't have to struggle to be free anymore. You know, a lot of religion will tell you that it is a struggle to get free. And you've got to quit doing a lot of things and you've got to put down a lot of things won't tell you about what you can put on, put on Christ, and all the things that Paul tells us that we put on in Him. But now I'm free to struggle. Because in that struggle, I know there's victory. So I wanted to help bring some understanding and hopefully some clarity to how we can respond as followers of Christ, that we can cheer up, amen, and we're not going to give up in the battle. Okay, would you go ahead and put your hands together and thank God for what he's doing in your life and bringing this clarity to you. I'm going to ask Frank to sing just a verse of a song as you bow your heads and you just go ahead and do that meditation and introspection and you tap into that resource and ask the Holy Spirit, invite Him to speak to you right now. Miracles when you move.